Hello, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian guest, Suze Ballout. Suzanne, Suze. Yeah, Suze Ballout. Hey. Yeah, Miss Ballout, Miss um, Suze. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. I was really excited yeah. for you to come on. And you were the person that I'm, well, I don't know, full disclosure, was the least anxious to come on because yeah. I, it's not like I'm anxious when anybody else comes on. I just, we have really good conversations and you're the only person that like makes me feel relaxed. A lot of people, it's not like you, but it's just, you're very, your vibe is very like the couch. It's just, yeah. you relax. Yeah, There's totally. no nothing more to it. And I think uh, I sense people's energies sometimes. Like if you have, an energy near you where you're like you know i'm just calmer for yeah. you so that you mm -hmm. know because if Cause i'm you in know a frenzy, i'm up here oh yeah it'll be like, yeah exactly that's a, like that doesn't that's why anyone. well that's why i always talk about with my friends is balance like mm -hmm. i'm a very uptight anxious person like i'm always up here my friend my kate my roommate Katie who's also like my best friend yeah always down here yeah but like when she's upset I'm never gonna be up here I'm always gonna be like oh my god what's wrong no everything's yeah. gonna be fine and I'm really good at that so like it's it's about mashing people's shit exactly yeah well we have empathy so <laughs> we're not psychopaths for the record <laughs> yeah, exactly we actually care um where's my award yeah <laughs> um. Um, so first question I always ask to people is how much time have you done? I know, and, and but that's different to everybody. Therapy, I always say therapy, inpatient, outpatient, PHP, uh, in your head, whatever you consider time yeah. is kind of up to you, but yeah. Totally. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't been in a psych ward, mm -hmm. but yeah. I've done therapy uh, on and off since I was 18. Okay. Um, I how feel like, uh, 26 now. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like it took me a while to like find the right therapist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I w I've probably been in therapy like solidly for two years. Like it feels like okay. if I really like combine all of those things together, it would be around two years. Mm -hmm. And then that's with like medication and spirituality and self help books and podcasts to like help me get through because yeah. yeah. I don't know what Cause, it is about because this because because this right here like if you're a patient and I'm the therapist which is kind of what it looks like mm -hmm. um is only existing here right yeah they they're not there when you face the world they're there when you talk about it and that's why it's like I almost wish I could like have my therapist shadow my life because like exactly. they don't get the full spectrum of everything and that's why like doing therapy doing or not doing therapy but like meditating being spiritual you know talking to friends like you said it's so important yeah it's all the work behind the therapy exactly yeah you know i mean i just knew that i had to be better yeah i just knew that i had to i was like i know that i'm not supposed to be sad all the time i know that i'm not you know supposed to feel this way like how am i going to change it Right, because I'm and not what, and sit when, here in despair. How long was the sadness, and why? If you want to go into it, and then, oh, yeah. and then, what made you be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, like, I love my parents, but you know, they raised me the way that they knew that they how to raise me, and that came with a lot of like cultural things. Uh, like, you know, I have, a, I, you know, used to have like a lot of religious guilt. Mm, or like okay. my parents were very negative about my body or they were negative about my personality I couldn't really like be my true self for a really long time 
growing up. Like, that was the hardest part. I was really outgoing. And I remember, like, telling my dad, like, I was like, oh, I, I want to be an actress. And he was like, oh, so you want to be a whore? And I was oh, like, shit. joke's on you. I'm still a virgin. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just, like... You know, You're like, yeah, that's actually why I'm doing it, so I can lose my virginity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you meet comic you know, comic guys, and then you're like, never mind. Yeah, I right? You're like, I'm actually want... not too keen on this losing my virginity. I don't even want to have sex anymore. You guys disgust me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, but it's just, uh, it was mostly because I couldn't really be myself, and that's where my depression came in. And yeah. especially, like, I went through a war, and I came back, and I didn't really, like, get any of the help that I needed, and I felt very alone. Go into that more. Like, yeah. what, what do you mean? So when I was 12, I got stuck in Lebanon when I was visiting family. You said that so casually. It's, like, I'm so like, a part so of my life. When I was 12, life. I was, like, stuck in Lebanon. Okay. I Right? <laughs> like, people, like, would be, like, when I first came back, people would be, like, oh, my God, tell the story. And I would just be, like, how do I start? Like, how do I? Yeah. It's only, like... it's the only time, because, because, and the only way I can never relate to that, but the only way I can relate to that is, mm-hmm. um, sometimes when people ask me about my family, or things like, okay, why don't you like this person in your family, I'm like, uh, I, there's yeah. too much, so the only time it comes up is when something reminds me of it, and I'm like, oh, one time they did this, and then one time they did that, but, right. as like a baseline, what do they do, I have no fucking clue, it's, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's too much, yeah, it's a lot, yeah. you know, and, so you, and there's so many questions, too. right, so you were born here, I was born in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you're yeah. born in Seattle. You yeah. were. Why were you in Lebanon when you were um, So I, I just like I had gone to Lebanon when I was ten. Had like a great time, and then okay. I decided to go back again, but this time without my parents. But the reason why I had such a good time the first time was because my parents were oh. in town, so they were right. able to like take me and bring me, and you know, like we right. were able to like do stuff. Yeah. But this time, like, my family and I didn't really, like, do things, but, like, I decided to go visit family, you know? Mm. And and then four days before I was going to leave, they bombed the airport and uh, four, four out of the seven lanes. And then uh, I was like, fuck, like, how am I going to get out of here? Like, what is – how, you know? And then I – uh, you know, ended up, like, being evacuated out of the country, and I took a ship, like, from Lebanon to Cyprus. What? Um, which, this is the insane part, which, like, so there were, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but, like, maybe 10,000 people that day trying to evacuate the country. I think it might be more. I'm really underselling it right now. But when I, like, they had three cruise ships go by, and I... And I heard that they were out of ships. And I was like, fuck, like, of course I miss out on the cruise ship. <laughs> You're just standing uh, I'm alone. Like, I'm like 12. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Like, ah. Uh, and then they're like, so they're going to bring the Navy ship around. And that's why it took so long for us to board. So I was waiting maybe like five hours by myself. Like, and for some reason, my 12 year old mind was like, don't eat, don't do anything, yeah. don't drink, like, get through this, you know, like, shove your feelings down and just get <laughs> through this. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, when you're going through something like that, you're just in crisis. Bro. Yeah, so you don't think to eat. Yeah, it it was like, ins- it was insane, and I didn't yeah. have anyone with me either wow. to be like, do this. I was just like so focused on getting on a ship and just getting out of there. 
did you know to take the ship? Like, where do you have like aunts and uncles? I told you, or like how? I just followed the line. They had like all of these separate lines that you had to go through. So okay. I went. But through. how did you know to go to the ship? Like, did you like? Did they make an announcement saying oh, like people who are trying to leave the country? Like, yes. This so, is where you go. So, like, the night, a couple nights before, there was a <laughs> like big, I just got on the ship. I, I, I was like, I was like, I just followed the line that so was. So I just went the on ship. the line, Drew. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a line. I don't know if you remember uh, the line because you're privileged, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, this is how they wish you don't know about evacuating <laughs> countries. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that is such a lie. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm like, like wait, <laughs> slavery. I know. Yeah. I'm going to hell. <laughs> 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 I uh, yeah, you get coronavirus no. after this. Yeah. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> I'm like karma yeah. uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, you heard it here first on yeah. doing time. Karma is real. Um, uh, <laughs> but I so. A couple nights before, there was this huge event that happened where, like, they bombed a bridge and uh, right by yeah, my house, uh, Israel. Israel came. Yeah, see, it's okay. <laughs> we're, we're actually going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer a guest. Uh, cut. I just had to leave. Um, uh, it, was, it, it was against Israel and Israel. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I know, right? Yeah such an air of that way um <laughs> but uh israel came and like because hezbollah had taken two israeli soldiers and brought them to lebanon so israel was like i'm gonna bomb every out outside of lebanon and so they bought they were they started to bomb and it wasn't getting any better because hezbollah wasn't budging you know okay that sounds really bad but like were people yeah. seriously injured people died i'm assuming yeah okay people died because sometimes like, there's bombs and they're like little th- and th- people don't okay yeah. i just didn't know how bad it was yeah uh, no for sure and and like america was like you can't just bomb like you have to like we have americans there like you can't just start this thing yeah and so they were like so before things could get even worse than they did they went on the news and this woman from the American embassy was like, uh, you know, tomorrow morning we're going to have ships on this dock. And then Australian embassy went on and they were like, on this day, you guys are going to depart and like so on and so oh, forth. Oh, so it was like a big thing. Yeah. Okay. This so, is something that I probably didn't know, but I, yeah. No, it's fine. It's called like the Lebanon War or like the Summer War of 2006. Okay. Okay. Whatever, yeah. But, who cares? It's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, just whatever. war. <laughs> Lebanon is like a teeny tiny country. Um, and yeah, anyway, so... It's, so your family's from there though, right? Yeah, both okay. my parents are okay. from there. Okay. And, uh, and so, like, I was on the ship and there were around like 10,000 people that day. And I like, so when I went on the ship, they were like, you can't be by yourself. You have to have someone with you. And so I get put with this... Um, preacher woman who's like the preacher of the ship i think her name is Ka- uh, preach or something i really want to find her one day to her thank her preach. her name is preach they're her nickname and um and so like i stayed with her and i was like hey i have to like go break this hundred dollar bill that i had and i was like do you know where i can do and she's like we actually have a convenience store on the ship that you can go down and like go to so if you just go down the steps take a right you know, go get there. And then I, like, went down. I had no idea where the hell I was. So I, like, just take a random turn, and I end up in the cafeteria, and I see a woman that I know, and and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so crazy. Like, can you imagine 
with all these people, like, we ended up on the same ship, and it ended up being my mom's best friend. Her name is Paula. And I went up to her, and I was like, Paula? And she was like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, well, you know, like, I'm evacuating, too. Like, I'm by myself. And she was like, no, you're staying with me. Oh, And she that's had amazing. kids with her, and, like, you know, she was like, no, you're staying with me. And I was like, God bless. Thank you. Literally. Yeah. So coming back from that was pretty hard. I mean, like, I just like you don't need to explain that. But no, yeah. one, no one really <laughs> but yeah. like, understood. You know what I was no. going through. They can't. Or, like I can't. I can't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I can only imagine. But it's it's something that um, one of those things where it's like if you don't go through it, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. And the only time that you can ever really and especially well, it's hard especially when you're a kid. Because sometimes when you're a kid and you go through things, you're like, this is just how it is. You don't know any different. Right. There's a lot of times when, when like, for example, when I, when I was uh, 12, I saw my neighbor, my neighbor, we were best friends with my neighbors, and they, the husband and wife, amazing people, they mm-hmm. kissed each other on the lips. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and I was like, ew, do parents do that? Yeah. Like, I, I had no idea, dude. Totally. So it's like, but I thought that that's how shit was. I thought you just didn't have any affection because my parents fucking got divorced. Like, they, they fell out of love you know, like same though. a little bit after they had me, right? Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying where you don't really get it unless you've been through it. And then totally. when you're a kid you think that that's just how it is. So when you got off, I don't know if that's your experience, but mm-hmm. sometimes you might think that okay, everybody goes through this. Yeah. And, and now that being not that you my think family yeah. that mm-hmm. have to stay there. You know? They yeah. they have to go through that and stay there and deal with that. Mm-hmm. And there's no way out for Did them, you have any but... guilt associated with that? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, I don't think people understand, like, how lucky we are to live in America and how many people want to live here or to get out of their situation. I mean, the whole refugee thing for, with Syria broke my freaking heart yeah. because, like, it it was kind of, like, almost like the Holocaust again yeah. where, like, no one wanted the Syrians and it was, like, super, it was, like, freaking depressing. You know? Yeah. Like, l- look at all the stuff yeah. that happened in our recent history, and we can't even learn our lesson. Yeah. I don't know. It goes, it's it's deep for me, like, in history and you've politics. Because you've been through it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things, too, where it's like you weren't, it's like you were affected by it, but, but the problem is, is, like, when you're somewhere, oh, I was going to go to the airport, you think, like, oh, wherever I'm going, that's where the bomb's next. And that's... You know, that's, like, something that it's in the back of your mind. And you know, it's it's, it's funny, like, it, like, I'll tell people, like, oh, you know, I went through a war, and they're like, oh, that's crazy, and somehow, like, I have, like, extra cred to my name, but that kind of, like, goes to say, like, don't assume what anyone has gone through in their life. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what there's a so person many, has gone through at all. Yeah, and there's so many people, too, that I meet. And um, I assume a lot of things about them because mm-hmm. I'm judgmental as anybody else I'm is. Same. Um, and or I'll watch their set and I'm like, ugh, they're this, they're that, mm-hmm. they're not this, they're not that. Mm-hmm. Then they get off stage and I, I, I talk to them, um, and they they tell me about their lives and I'm like, I I feel horrible for assuming anything, or somebody who has a bad set and they're like, well, actually, this happened today. And I'm like, fuck, why right. did I think that? <laughs> God damn it. No, totally. Yeah, it's it's hard. And um, so you okay? So you came back when you. You were when you were twelve. So you were you you were there when you were ten. You came back to the states. You went back when you were twelve. Came back when you were twelve. Right? Like 
So I lived in Seattle, and I just went for vacation when I was 10. And right. Then, yeah. Came back, came back. Went when you were 12. Yeah. The bond thing happened, happened. And then you came back here. Yeah. Okay. And then you were like, did you go to therapy, or did your parents, like, no. no. So did, when people at, like, school ask you, did you ever talk about it, or do they not know? Like, I would talk about it. I definitely was, like the girl that like everyone knew was Arab which was really funny because like it's really in my stand-up today like I get up on stage and I'm like yo I'm Arab you know like I thought I honestly <laughs> thought you were white yeah I thought maybe something but then I was like that's just me being like just thinking everybody's something no totally. but you're Arab yeah. right yeah so you're 100% right yeah so, yeah so it's it's like it's something too where like that's something you can't ever assume yeah there was this I feel like yeah there was this guy and this, you can probably relate to this there was this guy at my work um, and he kept saying, because I'm dating a black guy, he kept saying, like, oh, me and your boyfriend, we're brothers. And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? He kept saying it. And I didn't want to be weird being like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. The last time he said, like, something like the N-word, and I was like, dude, I was like, you're not even black. He's like, I'm half black. And I was like, oh, my. I felt <laughs> horrified. I was like, okay, man, we're going to change the Wait, subject. I mean, like. At least you got it clarified unless someone was just saying the N-word and right, they were right, being, like, right. ridiculous. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And he's like, I'm half black. And I was like, I had yeah. no... I thought he was, like, maybe Mexican. Like, I had no fucking idea. Right. And then he told me that, and then he, like, showed me his parents, and I was like, okay, this I just sense. don't say the N-word because white privilege over here. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't say it. Yeah. I don't find the need to say it or the want to say it or, like, you know, whatever. No. It's just not... Well, actually, I do, so... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm leaving. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's like, it's um, it's definitely that taught me a lesson of like, just don't assume. Don't yeah. assume. Don't Maybe assume, just ask. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I'm from, I, you always say like, like, there was an article posting about how you should ask people about their pronouns and it was like, mm -hmm. introduce yourself first to make them feel safe. That you're not just be like, what are you? It's like, Such hey, idea, my name is Drew and I'm she, her, hers what's your name and what are your pronouns it's not and i would never really do that but if i was uncomfortable with maybe somebody who's transitioning because i know some people in the comedy scene have transitioned during their time in comedy and so i always just want to be like hey like what like is a kind of broy like hey dude what should i call you like i, I and and i respect that but totally. like my i'm i know like you, yeah, but that's such a nice way of bringing it up without yeah. like throwing it in accusatory. Their face. Yeah, exactly. Accusatory. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it's like I know you're something, and that's your fault. Like it's that kind of thing, or and you like, don't want They must get it all the time, and yeah. I just don't want to be that person that. Or just assume. Them. Or just assume and be like, and be one, another Facebook status. It's like yeah. this guy called me a he today, and you're like, fuck, like another. No. <laughs> right. You're like this can't keep happening. But okay, with so Leah, with Leah Cundiff, like I'll say. Oh, something other than they and, yeah. and they're like it's fine and I'm like no I'm gonna shoot <laughs> myself like and they're probably like okay yeah and they're like <laughs> they're so chill and I'm like stop yeah. comforting me I know this is my problem okay <laughs> um, but yeah for sure no so so my question was too it's like you came back you didn't mm -hmm. talk about it a lot yeah um how did that feed into your adult life and then why do you think like when did your depression start and what made you go to therapy when you're 18 yeah I I was like struggling a lot with like is God real is God really is not, not so real. you were religious I was okay. really religious okay. and uh you know and then I became an atheist which was like a huge like 
It's a 180, yeah. It's a huge 180 yeah. for me, and I was like, it was kind of to the point where it's like I was afraid to tell my parents or tell anyone. Like, it was like mm. a secret. Like, that, to me, was like coming out, like, as gay. Mm. Like, or do to you, that. Right, to, to, that, to that same, extent. like, metaphor. Yeah. yeah. But do you, so my question is, because um, I was thinking about this the other day. Sometimes when I don't tell people stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I have a really hard time. I'm such an open book, it's, like, bad. But um, same. I, yeah, I have this thing where sometimes if I don't tell people stuff mm-hmm. and I hold it in, I feel like so powerful. I don't know if that's similar to you, but when I first it's, started, yeah, when I first started getting mad at my dad, I didn't tell anybody for a year and a half. They're like, why are you mad? I'm like, I don't know. Right. Because it gave me power that I'm like, I know something you don't and you care about me, so you're going to have to wonder more than when you all, when you find out. You know, right. that kind of thing. And I was immature, but that's when I was 13, so. Right. And, yeah. you, and you don't know, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that now, like, I'm way more comfortable talking about it because I'll get messages and things from people being like, thank you so much for talking about it because it made me realize this. Or, like, it made me be like, oh, I shouldn't do this as much if I'm trying to, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I realize that there are people out there that have similar experiences that than as I do where we grew up in a time where there was, like, stigma against speaking up or like you know when I was going to middle school and high school there wasn't really like body positivity like feel good about no. yourself no. like you you get like bullied for that now. shit and now and here's my question because I know people because I know somebody who is gay mm-hmm. and they feel that um I'm just not going to say their gender because I don't want it, it just mm-hmm. people listen to this podcast but sure. they they went through such a hard time with it that all these parades and oh I'm gonna come out when I'm seven and oh this and everyone's accepting me Mm -hmm. they don't like that Mm -hmm. because they're like I went through hell and now you get to just come out whenever you want and not deal with any repercussions that I did and it just Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel fair to them which I get both sides right because I I get Mm -hmm. they were to be honest it has nothing to do with being gay it's just they were born at a lucky time people who are born now are so fucking lucky that they can express themselves and not get bullied like that's so weird and I mean, it's circumstantial, right? Yeah. Like, it's not black and white. There are so many gray areas. I mean, you could grow up gay in like Tennessee still or whatever in the South and not feel very welcome, you know, mm-hmm. and it's still And that was similar to their experience. They grew up in a small um, town. So yeah. It's, yeah. And, it, and that's just like small minded, but also realizing like, and I think that that person would you know should go to therapy to find out why that makes them that way because really like what you need is all within you what you have is all within you your strength your you know to get things done to Mm -hmm. you know get up in the morning to put time towards your mental health to that's all in you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no one else is going to help you no one else is going to save you you know I feel like it, of course, we need, like, support systems, yes. you know, but what if your support system isn't there? Like, who's there for you? You. You, you know? I think about that a lot, and no, that's a really good point, and it's it's very, like, the way you said is very powerful, because I think about that a lot in terms of, and I've said it on the podcast, and I'll say it again, like, mm-hmm. it's, with addiction, because I think when people th- say that stuff, um, people have blamed, like, my parents. Mm-hmm. me like my family just not being like cohesive and not my parents loving each other and that's mm-hmm. why my brother does heroin and stuff like that and um it's up to my brother like because even though I have a very strained relationship yes. with my yeah I have a very strained relationship with my dad and my stepmom and mm-hmm. um 
But there is one thing I won't get mad at them for because sometimes they'll give him money and I'm like, I know he's going to use that on heroin. But he's choosing to buy that with that money. Mm -hmm. They are not forcing it. They're like, here's money, get out of my face. Exactly. And that's my thing. It's like, you're the only person that's in control of that. Right. Wait, we're exactly at 20 minutes. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So we have just finishing up our conversation about... Oh, about, like, it being your, like, you're the only person that's there for you. Yeah, yeah. and you're the only person that makes your decisions. Now, I will say, it's not, like, his fault that he's an addict, but he has control over that, as a lot of addicts do. Like, right. it's, it's, a, it's such a dicey subject, because we can, I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but. Right. I mean, again, like, I say this, but I'm not perfect at it. Like, mm-hmm. we're all working at these things it's like I know it in the back of my head and I know I'll have bad days and I really need someone but I just try to like manage it you yeah know? yeah and, 100% and, but it's like I totally get it for sure like, yeah um it's so, not always black and white there's always going to be those gray areas yeah and that's yeah. the that's the hard thing it's that we love black and white it's like everybody who has like mental health issues and or like both, most people do just like black and white because it's just easier to make a decision and easier yeah. to have an opinion mm-hmm. because that way you're like right because you're on one side so it's it's difficult but um i wanted to ask you too just more about like your mental health and like maybe why it got bad and why i know because i know you mentioned you're on antidepressants is that okay to say yeah yeah we can always like whatever else but yeah Yeah. um Uh, i take escitalopram okay Um, i've never heard of that one yeah and like i would wake up in the morning like and start throwing up just because i would just be so anxious about starting my day and I, like, it got really bad when I moved to Chicago and things got stressful with money or, like, I would start to get, started to get homesick or, like, I would stop taking my antidepressants and then I would go th- down this hole again. Uh, it, like, don't go off your antidepressants unless you're, you talk to your doctor. I was just talking to my good friend about this. Yeah. Like. Just talking. Do not do it. If you are trying to wean off of it to try other things, talk to your doctor. Do not do it on your own. It's unhealthy. You ha- There are side effects. It kills people. It kills people. No, it literally... So, yeah, I I think I, I know somebody who killed themselves and went... Yeah. Yeah. I... I yeah. And it's awful. Like, awful. I have suicidal ide- idealization, mm-hmm. so I will sit there and think way more often when I'm not on antidepressants yeah. about ways to go. And, like, I know in the back of my head, I'm like, that's not healthy. You know you want to live. You don't want to put that out into the universe. Like, you don't want to put out getting into a car accident into the universe. You mm-hmm. know you don't want that. You know? And you know that you want to get better. Mm-hmm. Like... So. The mind does weird shit because, like, your mind your mind doesn't mean anything. Your actions do, right? But, like, we attach so much value to our thoughts mm-hmm. when they literally don't matter. Because if, if you don't say your thoughts, they really don't exist. I'm, like... They exist in your head, which makes you think they really exist and they don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a perfectionist, so my brain is going to 
beat me down when I'm not like yeah. perfect or when things right. are good. Well, because when like, you're a perfectionist, you know? it's really just about taking control. Yeah. And when it's out of control, it feels awful. But yeah, I wanted yeah, to talk sure. about um, like body positivity. I know you said you want to talk about that, which mm. nobody really has on this podcast. So I'm really excited about it. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I've talked about, I had on an anonymous guest um, who obviously won't say her name, mm-hmm. um, but she went through the ringer with like eating disorders and mm-hmm. so I kind of got my chance to talk about like why I had um, my eating disorder and mm-hmm. um, I have got I've gotten like way better which I'll like talk about later obviously mm-hmm. but I want to hear like your battle and kind of come up on the whole yeah thing. yeah absolutely um, so growing up like my family really cared about my weight like I have always been overweight mm-hmm. uh, or as I like to say, fat, even though it sucks, like, <laughs> the energy out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I like to call it? Fat. Fat. Uh, I was yeah. fat. Um, and just trying to take, like, the negative connotation away from fat, just because, like, society puts that connotation with it, not mm-hmm. necessarily fat people. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so anyway, I'll get to that later. But my family would weigh me, like, weekly. Or, like, they would be like, you have to lose this much weight by this day. And I, and you know, I knew, like, or, like, they'd be like, or oh, you're grounded, or you can't watch TV, or you can't do this. Oh, shit, dude. That's, you can't do that's that. intense. So, like, I one time remember is, my Is dad, it culturally, and not to be, you know, assume no, anything, but is it have to do with the culture at all? I or think no? that half yes and half no okay i think that half yes because image really is everything but also half no because i think my parents were like maybe if we do it this way it will convince her to lose weight to be healthy and happy because in their minds it's gonna help they don't realize that it's like detrimental and traumatizing yeah as a child like because because not only does that stress like oh it's not okay to be yourself and your weight and happy with who you are Mm -hmm. but it's also it also drives OCD because that's how I was. I'd be like, I have right. to get to this number by this day, and if I don't, then this happens. And so, right, it, that is so something that is so helps you be attached to like food is important. Food's the only thing around. Weight's the only thing, and then right. you start circling, and that's the only thing you think about, and um, then you you're fucked up. Like it, that's just as simple as it as exactly. it is. I'm like yeah. an overeater. Like I will eat and eat and eat and eat, and like mm-hmm. I'll go like sometimes it'll be like days without eating, and then I'll just like binge. Are you, uh, do you do you purge at all? Or no? I don't. Okay. okay. I I was like not into that. I guess. No. Like, yeah. But so you, yeah. No. I, no, no. That's like good. I mean, it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I. Well, you know, to an extent. <laughs> to the extent of right like, or right. eating disorders. You yeah. Know, I didn't. But yeah. I would just like constantly overeat, overeat, and then you know, like, be so anxious the next day, throw up. And, you know, just, like, I was, like, in this cycle, and antidepressants helped me, like, contain a lot of that mm-hmm. so that I wasn't exploding. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, right. I don't know how to explain it, but it, like, took a weight off of my it's, chest. It's so hard to explain because people are like, I don't want to be different, and I'm like, I, it doesn't make you different. Thank you. It just makes your thought process different. Yeah. So instead and of like, it, this is the way I, and this is off the top of my head, but this is the way I explain it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what was I doing today? I was working. Okay. So I was like, I'm so anxious this restaurant owner isn't going to text me back. Mm-hmm. But like without antidepressants, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm quitting this job. It's all over. I'm going to die. And he's never going to text me back. And then like when he texts me, I'm like, oh, okay. But like, 
I obviously was very anxious about it. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't on my antidepressants, like, it just allows me to stop before it gets worse. Right. It's never like, oh, I'm a different person in terms of like, oh, I'm more upbeat in this. No, I'm the same person. It doesn't make right. me high. It changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. It's not It's not a psychedelic. It's It's like you no. would know if you take them, that sucks for you. Like, you don't want to take them. I feel like actors, Like, for fun is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, for sure. I yeah. feel like actors will be like... I don't want to take it because I don't want it to like ruin my emotional depth or whatever it is. And I'm like, you don't want to be mentally healthy so that <laughs> you can go on your crappy, Literally. like college theater, like no one knows who you are. Community college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing is that no one knows who you are. <laughs> no, no one it's knows, like, you know what I mean? No, I know. And, and it's, it's so funny because nobody thinks of, uh, the benefits like they're it's always negative it's like oh I don't yeah. want to make my emotional death it's like what if you took them learn how to be emotionally, health, emotionally healthy and then yeah. learn other strategies to get your emotions out exactly. why not just do that you know like exactly and I think that it's it was crazy growing up like my family would be like you're not gonna find anyone to be with if you stay this way you're not gonna get married if that's you, like textbook like emotional abuse. you know yeah. like so I'm sorry it's you know it I I'm glad I know I'm not glad that it happened but I know that it was supposed to happen for a reason so it made me the person that I am today Mm -hmm. so that I could help other people get through that because not just me has gone like you know yeah like you're thin and you have body yeah positivity stuff too that you're working on you know yeah it's really hard it's really hard fat thin whatever it is curvy like we all go through, issues. to be honest, we all go through the same thing in just yeah. different ways. Like, you're, yeah. okay, because if you think about it, your parents are telling you, you need to be this way to get this person to get this person. It's a very direct way, and it's, it, it is abusive, so I'm not dismissing yeah. that. But no, the way totally. I went through it is like, okay, everybody around you is skinny and muscular because you're in these sports, so you have to be that. It was what I was seeing. Do you totally, know what I'm saying? So totally. we're going through the same thing where we think we have to be this one thing, yeah. but the experience is completely different, but the underlying value is the same. You should be thin. And exactly. that's literally all it is. And you have thousands of images coming at you a day from like, you know, how beauty is supposed to look like. You know, I didn't feel like I was able to get out of that negative mindset until I moved out of Seattle and I was like away from my family mm. to really be like, whoa, I'm beautiful. Like, whoa. <laughs> you came like, to Chicago and you're like, fuck, these people are ugly. I know. I was like, <laughs> man, I'm like a Chicago 10 over here, man. Like, what? This is That's amazing. so funny. You know, uh, no, my confidence isn't there yet. But, <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's just like I could I could lose the weight but if I wasn't mentally healthy like I'm still gonna be in the same place mentally and fat doesn't matter right right exactly yeah you're like this doesn't have to like weigh on me so that's kind of how I feel the same with like when you take antidepressants like you have to go to therapy to like balance both of those it's medication and therapy not one or the other yeah and sometimes like you can't I get it like I've had times where I'm like it's taking me a while to find like a therapist that I like oh you know like a therapist that isn't pushy to like schedule appointments and to you know like I don't know I feel like sometimes or like sometimes I've had like to go through my insurance and I only get 30 minute sessions (laughs) and you're like yeah, it's like, hi, how I are you? To, okay, yeah. I'll see you next week. Exactly. Like what? like, what? So yeah. I totally get, like, sometimes 
you're just unable to get there and, you, and I do pay out of pocket for therapy because I'm like so sick of waiting I can't even like I'm not gonna wait anymore I've only been once in like six months which mm-hmm. sucks because yeah. of my work I just work a lot totally. 40 hours a week and then I oh. do comedy so it's it's like it's tough yeah oh yeah for sure oh yeah it's really tough but like it's one of those things where like I've really learned how to like rely on myself and like just I almost like not having it just because I'm like okay what would they tell me to do and then why would I need it like I have myself I can get through this and like right. it's really just about building strength like it's really yeah. obviously like I'm not saying you shouldn't go to therapy but it's about like asking because I've done it for so many years and that's why I'm saying this because like totally. people who are like I, I don't recommend people don't go but mm-hmm. if people who have been for a while sometimes you just know what they're gonna say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. logically totally and um like, this is what I was going to tell you. Like, I got a lot better with body positivity. Like, I would never, like, in yoga class, because everyone's, like, thin and whatever, mm-hmm. I would never wear a sports bra. Like, ever. I'd always wear a shirt, and then every time it, like, came up, I would be like, oh, no. Right. Um, and now I started wearing, like, I took, I was, like, so fucking hot, because it's hot yoga, and mm-hmm. I took it off, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is not that bad. But it, right. like, literally, literally was, like, ripping the bandaid off. It was so hard for me. I used so to work hard for a casting director. Mm-hmm. And I would tell her, like, oh, sometimes I feel, like, uncomfortable going to, like, these era parties because I'd walk in and everyone, like, it, I mean, I've been fat my whole life. Like, people give me unsolicited, unsolicited advice all the time. Aye. Like, how, you know, how can you be healthier? I don't know. Did you do my blood tests? Yeah, right. Do right. you know how I am? Do you yeah. know, like, actually, I've been to the doctor and I'm fine. Right. You know, like, chill. So, uh, it's just rude. Like, yeah. there's no other way to put it, but it's like, you can't. I don't know how you could think that that's normal. Right. What? Dinosaur around? Yeah, you're good. Um, no, you're good. Um, no, but my thing about that is, is like, it's, it's mostly like entitlement. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, like people who give unsolicited advice. Right. Think that they have the right to like, be like, oh, this is, this is actually. And the problem with those people is that they actually think they're helping you. That's, that's the whole thing. Totally. They really, they really do. People will be like, you should buy something smaller and have that be your motivation. Oh my God. Did you ask? Did you ask? Did you fucking ask them? (laughs) And that's my thing is like, if you ask, sure. Yeah. Give that advice. Totally. That's retarded. Yeah. But fine. You tried. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't ask. Yeah. And that's the problem is that people think like they can just, it's, it's, it's like comedy. When you do a set and people get off and they're like, you should actually do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you do stand up? Right. Did you just make people laugh? No, you didn't. So why don't you sit down and like do what you're supposed to do? Exactly. Go, go to your fucking finance job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's annoying. So when we were talking, I was like, you know, it kind of, I just, you know, I just don't like going to these parties. And she was like, when you walk into a room, no one's thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. And anything they throw onto you is a projection of what they're feeling. Yep, 100%. Onto 100%. you. Yep. And so after that, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, like, and don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm always like, oh, I don't care what people think. But, like, I'm like, you know, people's emotions are their problem. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to take on that emotion and I think that's what I did all the time as I would take on yeah. Yeah. all these emotions. Yeah, and, and, so, and, it, and what I was going to say too before we wrap up is yeah. that like, in uh, specifically like about the projection thing mm-hmm. um, is that um, 
you know, when you're when you're projecting, it's not like, oh, that person is overweight and that's why they're saying it to you. No, they could be very thin. Mm -hmm. They could just be struggling with their own internal weight thing and they see, um, they think since they're not maybe um, struggling as you, like not struggling as you are, but like maybe they think that they have more power over you because they're very thin or whatever, for whatever reason. Right, totally. So they're using that power to give advice and then it feels good for them because they're like, oh, that's a you problem. Exactly. But it's like really all about them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Totally. So 100%. it's, so, you know, it's, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to ask you um, maybe like one more thing and then we can wrap up. Yeah. Um, my thing is like, what got you through it? Like a quick synopsis, cause I know it's like, we could talk about it for a while, but what got yeah. you to the point where like, cause I know what got me to the point where I finally did it. Um, what got me to the point where you finally like, where like, I just need to not, Someone was telling Carry me, like, I look in the mirror every day and I tell myself I'm beautiful. And when I first started doing that, uh, I couldn't look myself in the mirror because I was like, this is fucking awkward as hell. Yeah. And being positive isn't, is like, you know, was, it's funny because now it's gotten so much easier to do. Yeah. Like, when you first start doing it, you're like, this is corny as hell. Yeah. Um, but just like doing it and talking to myself and being able to do that comfortably really like helped me get mm -hmm. better with like feeling better with my body so positive affirmations yeah for sure yeah and then um and then how do you did you go to therapy to deal with like the stuff that like makes you think negatively about what you're saying yeah okay yeah. okay because so. i was gonna say because sometimes when like i tell myself this i'm just like oh remember when this happened and Totally. whatever it and is and the reason why i like the therapist is because it's just like an outside source looking into my yes, life they have no clue really at reality like exactly they, they might have your version and but. it's like your friends i feel like they're i feel like my friends are kind of like when your mom is like no you're fine you know i'm like no i need like an outside no i need somebody outside. who's going to tell me the truth yeah i don't need I don't need good friends. Exactly. Yeah, I need somebody who's gonna like. <laughs> I, give it to and, me straight. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's sure. why, I like, that, like, friend. That's what friends are there for. But at the same time, like, yeah. I can't go to my friend and be like, I feel like this when I'm like, no, tell me I'm horrible. And right. Like, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go to somebody that will because, like, clearly this isn't helping. Yeah. Yeah. It's because sure, you because sure. you need like that need that accountability too. You know. Yeah. Like, you can't like that's why like we, there's people who talk about it too where there's like all these bits too about like how friends when they break up they're like it's never you and it's like I I need friends that are gonna tell me like yeah you fucked up yeah of course not in that manner but just like hey you could have done this differently yeah so, 100%. Yeah. Um, we can always improve yeah yeah we're so i know you run a show here you want to yeah. promote that uh every first sunday of the month at 9 p.m we have funny little liars at laugh factory so it's this is it uh the first it's gonna be april 5th okay cool yeah first sunday of every month first sunday okay and then what's the theme of the show right um it's based off of two truths and a lie okay hell yeah it's a lot of fun Feels like and there's audience game. participation it's great oh fun okay that's great yeah. um and then any like upcoming shows you want to promote uh, or? yeah i have a drugstore makeup at half sour oh, right. at eight at eight p.m that's half sour is a great venue yeah um so and then instagram twitter oh uh again. ball out comedy on instagram yeah baby. <laughs> literally spelled ball out <laughs> yeah ball out that's my last name okay so, yeah. um Thank twitter you. no okay all right I'm instagram go see funny little liars and drugstore makeup comedy at half sour and Yay! thank you so much for doing time thank you